Hey everyone, and welcome back to Country Music Made Me. Thank you so much for joining us once again. As always, please make sure to like, share, follow, subscribe to us wherever you are listening. Leave a review, a rating, tell your friends, your family, your neighbors to come on over and have a listen. That support is huge. Today, we welcome Jojo Mason. Now, he has had a bit of a different journey into music in that he didn't grow up wanting to be a musician. It wasn't until around 2014 when he heard a recording of himself singing Chicken Fried by the Zac Brown Band that things really started to take off. It's been a really interesting journey that has produced a lot of great music. We had a chance to talk to him about the entire journey, plus the influence his dad has had on not only his career, but him as a person. So please enjoy our conversation with Jojo Mason. Tell me about the Calgary Stampede, because I know that was a sort of shake the rust off show and maybe a little nerve wracking. How was it? B, I'm going to tell you right now. So, like, I got this ritual that I don't intend to do uh, during my shows, but it happens every time where, like, I start pacing back and forth. I start, like, hyperventilating. I start getting super in my own head. Um, and, and I started to like, I just need like six minutes just to like be by myself and get all my emotions out. And then I, once I get on the stage, boy, it was, I'll tell you, man, it was like nothing ever changed. They like, I didn't even miss a beat and I got my guys with me and it was, we was all fired up. We had rehearsed a bunch before we, before we came out and, and my God, it, it's nice to know that your boy still got it. <laughs> <laughs> to add to the emotion of that show, you were also presented with the gold album for Better On You. Like, what does that mean? Dude, I, okay, so like, I'm usually, I like, I pride myself on being able to like, sniff things out, you know what I mean? And like, <laughs> if so, it, it takes a lot to get something past me, you know? And, yep. and, 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 and they got me. They 100% got, I wasn't, it wasn't on my radar. I had no idea. I didn't think that my manager walking beside me carrying this big old bag was anything. I didn't, it didn't occur to me that that was a thing. Like I didn't think anything of it. And, and, and I remember, so the, the way my show was going to, let me tell you this too. The way my show goes to is I, I do a, a, a cover song. Um, I'm gonna wait till, till you get out to a show. You can see which one it is. <laughs> but I do a cover song right before I play "Better on You." So it's a nice segue. I got all the things I'm about to say and the things that get all the fans hyped up, and I get hyped up, and everybody gets hyped up. And all of a sudden, I'm about to start saying the things. Right, yeah. finish the song, about to start saying the things. And I, I, I put the microphone to my face, and I look over to my left, and Dallas is sitting right there. And I'm thinking to myself, like. I'm not going to sing this love song with you, bro. Um, <laughs> and two, I don't know what, like, there's nothing else in my set that you, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, like, what the, you, you, my flow is off, man. What's going right, on? Here? Yeah. Hey, my flow is off. Maybe I, I'm sitting up. So I, th- I took a little bit more of a glance to my left and there's my managers, Jenna and Kelly, and they're standing there and they got this plaque and it took me a minute to clue into what it was. And Dow started talking. I said, huh? <laughs> what and then and then it hit me that this is what it was and 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 i got my first gold record man i I started tearing up on stage and then they asked me to sing a song right after i got tears in my eyes oh my god it was man for me brother they that show my first show back my first gold record 
the stampede, like, uh, you know, yeah, uh, it was like it was it was the probably you know, and and, and I, I please I don't I don't take this like it's probably one of the best days of my life, man. And I, I'm not kidding. Um, to for a couple of reasons. I'm sorry, I'm just rambling. I got no, it. I it's all you. good. It's all good. <laughs> uh, but but for a couple of reasons, man, because I had my lady there with me. I had my father-in-law with me, so I flew them out. Um, but it was so nice that to know that you know you didn't even get forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people still came out and people were still singing the words to these songs, and and they were still feeding off that energy you was giving them, and I and I was feeding off the energy that they was giving back, and and, and to know that you know. That, that that we we still we we're still doing okay in this game is is something incredible, man. So, uh, uh, <laughs> and you brother. are doing you're doing great in this game, and I want to discover how we've made it to this point because that's what country music made me is all about is discovering that journey. And you have a very interesting one because it came later in life that the bug hit yeah. you. But I want to talk about early on. Growing up in Regina, what did music mean to you back then? When did you sort of start to get into music? And what did music mean for you back then? I, it's, it's, it's tough because my, my music taste has always, my entire life has always been so eclectic, right? Like I'm never one to to just, oh, stick with this genre or rap music or pop music or this. I am a fan of good music, you know what I mean? So I, my, my style and everything growing up, especially growing up, was based on the music that I listened to. I listened to all kinds of rap music. I listened to my R&B music. I listened to my Eric Clapton. I listened to Brad Paisley. I listened to Alan Jackson. You know, like I, it's always been like that. My mom used to bump Celine, you know? So I could sing you almost any Celine Dion song you could imagine. We went on road trips. But I also went through my boy band phase and my, you know, my emo rock phase. And, <laughs> and, and, and I just, I, I'm, a, I'm a big music fan. So what it meant to me growing up was just, it, it was, it was a, a release from stress. It was relief from life. It was something to, you know, and back in when we used to buy CDs. Yep. You know, if you didn't have the new the new Nickelback CD or if you didn't have the new, you know, the new 50 cent CD when it came out, you know, it, you don't get to see, don't get to talk with the with the with the fret fellas on the playground, you know. So it, it, music was everything for me, man. And it was it was everything for for uh, my entire circle and my mom and my dad, too. We still got an old record collection. We got Lionel Richie. We got man, it's all over the place. So for me. I never really got into music thinking that it could I could be anything into music until I was, shoot, how old was I? I was probably about 24, 25, man. And, and, and I've just been, a, again, up until then, I've just been a fan of good music. That's kind of, that's kind of it, you know? And then I got into it and I'm an even bigger fan of music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I want to know a bit about your dad because he doesn't show up much on your social media. Your mom is very present, but I saw you posted a picture of your dad and you kind of mentioned in the post that he would kill you if he knew you posted it. So just yeah. tell me a bit about <laughs> him and how he has influenced your journey. Uh, this, you know, what's so funny. 
<laughs> Nobody has ever really asked me about my father. My father is one of the most incredible men, probably the most incredible man I've I've ever had in my present in my life. Um, for a oh god, a million different reasons, the things that this guy would instill in me, but he's a uh, He's he's a, he's a different breed of, of of human is what I like to say. He's 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 a rare breed of of human. Uh, what to say about my dad? He nobody's ever sorry, man. I'm I'm no, a little, it's I'm, a good. little I'm a little thrown off. My my mom is listen. I'll t- the one thing I tell you about my dad is that I've never met anybody that works harder than him. I've never met anybody that uh, that loves as hard as he does and as as much as he does and and who in try, who tries to instill the values that mean something to him in, in, in us. And, and the majority of the, you can narrow it down to be a good person, treat everybody with respect and do things for people uh, without expecting things in return. And so my dad didn't, didn't necessarily help shape my music career, but he, he, I, if I could be this much of the man that he is, I think I'll be, I think I'll be just fine. And, and I try to, I try to take as much from him as I can. That's so crazy that you asked me about my dad. That's, nobody's in, in, I've done a ton of the interviews, man. Nobody ever asked me about my dad. He's, he's one of my best friends. Um, That's awesome. We, we talk all the time. We, you know, a couple of day, days, a couple days a week. So I go over to the house to see him all the time. We just sit there. We talk sports. We talk football. We talk UFC. We, you know, this, he's my he's my best friend. He's my dad. <laughs> and what does he think of this journey? Because he really seems like the fact that he doesn't want to be on your social media. He just seems like that guy who's going to go out and work and not ask for anything in return. And That's so he when he sees you and the path that you have taken, I imagine <laughs> it's a very different path than yeah. he is used to. And so what does he think about it? It was funny at first. I don't think he really bought in. And again, why would you? I'm starting super late. I'm starting at 25 years old before I put out my first song. You know, um, he he's a he's a businessman. He went to school. He was he's graduated at the top of his class. And and so so that was kind of like, hey, if you're gonna do this, that's great. But just make sure you have a backup plan. Well, Dad, I didn't have a backup plan, so <laughs> yeah, I went all in. So at first, I think. Um, at first, I think he was a little bit weary of it, but he's seen how much I've grown as a as a man and as a person, um, given the things that I've been through in this industry so far. And so I'm sure it's just only beginning, but he's seen how I've grown and, and the man that I've turned into and and the things that I've taken and the life lessons that I've taken from him and implemented in my life. Um, and I, I think I think he's I mean, I, I know I don't think I know he's very proud of me. Um, I was in, there was a couple of times where I think he was real worried. I was, I was going down a, a couple of dark paths as you know, some people yep. do, but, um, he was, he was one of the, the main reasons that I, uh, I was able to get out of my, my, my dark holes, my dark paths. And, and, uh, he's always been that light for me. So, you know, he's, he shaped, he shaped me and I, I, I wouldn't be, you know, as, as, kind and, and I'm not pumping my own tires by any means, but I wouldn't be as, as loving as I am. I wouldn't be as hard ass as I am. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be as, as focused or driven or I wouldn't have this work ethic instilled in me if, if it wasn't for him. And, and, and 
he's he's an incredible incredible man I, I don't think he'll ever see this or hear this but uh, <laughs> if, if he does I, I hope he does because god I, I don't he's just he's incredible man he's he's, he's the best that's Pop awesome Bob, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and you talk about the low times that he has helped you out of let's talk about that I want to talk about hitting rock bottom what age were you when you went through those struggles where you hit your rock bottom I was about 18, um, man, maybe a little bit later. I think I was about 18 and 19. Um, it was tough, man. I, uh, I was playing hockey at the time and uh, herniated disc in my back. And, and I, I just kind of thought that that was, you know, that was it. What's, you know, what's the point? I lost myself. That was my identity. I didn't really. I, again, no backup plan. Right. So right. Uh, I, I was, you know, smoking two packs a day. I was drinking a, a, a bottle a day. I was smoking crazy amount of marijuana just, just to cope. And, and it, but it, it wasn't really coping as much as it was just masking. Right. Um, and I had this, this, this thing in my brain, um, and I had never received any help. I'd never gone to therapy. I'd never gone to, you know, I, because in my mind, it was a sign of weakness, right? In my mind, I had this, 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 something, something was in my mind that made me believe that if I need to ask for help, if I need, if I, if I, if I admit, or if I, if I need to ask somebody for help or go talk to somebody, that's admitting defeat. And if I admit defeat, what kind of man am I? Then I don't deserve to be happy. And that was my mentality for so long. And, and, uh, at the time, I was living with my brother uh, and, and a couple of friends in Victoria. My parents had relocated to Vancouver, and and uh, I was uh, it, it started to do this, man. It started to do this. I was almost three hundred pounds. I put on a ton of weight. Um, I, I I cried every time I look in the mirror. Um, it was a it was a real dark it was a real dark time for me, and and uh, thoughts of you know again thoughts of not wanting to be here anymore. Um, it was, it was, it was my, 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 my brother who called my parents and, and said, listen, uh, you know, I, I can't help him. I need you guys to come help him. And, and so my parents came, bust down the door and, and kind of both grabbed me by the ears and take me off to, you know, take me off to, to Vancouver where they was living. And my dad said, all right, here's the deal sat me down, looked me straight in the face, said, as a man, this is what I'm going to tell you. If you're going to live in my house, there's no drinking, there's no smoking. You're going to clean yourself up and we're going to get through this together. I will always support you. I'll always be there for you. If you need me, I'm here. I'm here for you. But you need to follow these guidelines. If you don't, we're going to have to reassess. And so it was that hard, it was that hard love that at the time I needed. Right. I was willing to accept it at that time. And and finally, uh, I, I gave in to I gave in to, to the hand that was reaching out to help. And, and, and he was that hand. I usually give my, my mother the credit and, and stuff because, you know, she she was a big influence in that, too. And um, I just know how private my dad is. But I'll tell you, man, he's he was uh, the thought of letting him down. The thought of disappointing him, it, it, it made me 
completely go from everyday depression, crying every day to wanting to be better, to showing him that, you know, I, I can do it. I, I, I accept the help. I can do it. And, and that was, I, man, I just, I cannot, I, I wish I could talk to you all day about what an amazing man he is. I really do. I really, really do. He's been through crazy things that I, I never even, I did, I've been finding out all kinds of things about him in his past and his, his history and his life. And, and the things that he's been through is just, again, like I said, be, if I could be this much of the man that he is, uh, I think this world would be a, a, a great place, you know, and it's amazing. When you turn things around, what was the process like? Because I think a lot of people would look at this and be like, oh, your parents came and they said, clean up. So you cleaned up. But how long did it take? How <laughs> long was the process to get to not sunny days, but just a little brighter days? It was months and months and months for the first for the first three weeks. I, I, I think I slept maybe an hour a night. Um, I was always, I was, I was always tired. I couldn't sleep. My, I, I was, I had the shakes. I, you know, it was the, it was the, a lot of, it was the detox from the alcohol, from the, um, from the drugs, from the cigarettes. And, 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 you know, every day was really, really hard. Every day was a struggle. I, I, I had to find these self-help tapes almost, you know, on, on YouTube that I had to replay about seven, eight times a day before I could get out of, um, get out of my dark time. And yeah, they, they, you know, my mom and dad came and saved the day, but you know, it wasn't easy. I still found myself trying to sneak out the house and, you know, do this and do that. And, oh, no, gotta go. Okay. Stop, you know, catch myself. And, you know, again, he gave me the tools, but if I'm not willing to put in the work, then where are we? Right. Who knows if I'm still here? Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Took a long time to get there, man, but we got here, you know, we here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I wanted to talk about 2014. Now I've heard you talk about, I don't know if it was 2014 or 2013, but the moment where a love of music started to develop for you, I heard you talk about a uh, Christmas party over a bottle of moonshine. Yeah. Was that one of the moments? <laughs> That wasn't one of the moments where I fell in love. That was one of the moments where I thought, hmm, this could be, this may, you know, why not try something? Why not try something new? Put yourself out there. You know, I was at the point where I was starting to feel better about myself. I was starting to, you know, I was starting to come into my own. I was starting to feel okay. Yet I still felt like I had no direction and I had no, you know, I didn't want to be a, you know, a bartender for the rest of my life I knew and I felt like I was I was supposed to do more more than that right I, felt, I really really wanted to do and I felt like I was supposed to do more than that and and uh so when I got invited to this Christmas party it was just an opportunity that was like huh all right sure let's try it out but I'll tell you man it was when I I got that first recording back so the guy that I that I met at this party um sent me this karaoke website said hey man pick any song any genre you want and and he sent me uh sent me the link i clicked uh zach brown uh chicken fries right that's my jam so so and i was i love to sing it i love all the, it was it was fun I, I mean i never sang to anybody but myself so i was nervous as hell 
Um, but I remember going to his house and 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 singing the song. And, and a couple of days later, he had comped all the vocals and sent it back to me. And I was listening to it. And I was like, oh, my God, like, that doesn't suck. Wow. <laughs> all right. Oh, man, this is this could be a thing. And, and so we got it. We, we recorded another one and then we recorded another one and then we recorded another one. And I started learning on how the process of the songs were built. And then I started diving into it and man, that it was, it was about 2014. Yeah. Like 2014 when my love music really, really just elevated, I think right now I'm, I understand music. I, I, I feel like my mind goes to places where, you know, I can, I can anticipate where the notes are going to go in some songs and, and how some lyrics are going to go. And I've even started doing some writing, writing myself and man, I'm not the worst. <laughs> <laughs> That's good news. Yeah? And so before that, before you sat down and sang chicken fried, <laughs> Did you know you had a voice like you, oh, you kind of mentioned you sort of saying to yourself, but was there ever a time before that where you thought I'm going to go to karaoke at the bar and sing or anything like that? I sang karaoke one time at my bar because I worked there. Right. And I'm like, hmm, these guys want to get served. They better not boo me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I control the booze. I control how much food y'all getting. So you better not boo me or be mean to me if I get up there. Man, I sang. I got up there and I, I remember on the way to work, I was like, OK, Tuesday. I'm going to get it. I'm going to do a karaoke song. It's going to be great. I practiced all week, man. I was getting prepped for it, getting ready for it in my car. And I quit halfway. I, I missed some notes. I started sweating profusely. I got the pancakes <laughs> under my arms. And I quit halfway through the song. I went outside. I said, I need five minutes away. Uh, I quit. I did not have a clue what I was thinking. And 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 it wasn't, I man, I honestly, no. I thought I was, you know, just not the worst. I knew I wasn't the worst. I knew I wasn't good. But I knew I just wasn't the worst. And that was that was kind of it for me, man. I, I, I until I until I started doing it more and, and hearing myself back, I was like, gosh, okay, you know, maybe this is something that could that could happen, right? Maybe this is something that could be cool. I don't know. Wow. And so through 2014, you worked with Dan, and I saw that uh, Madeline Marlowe was someone who seemed to be very influential in those early days. So what was 2014 like in working with them and just coming to that realization that all of a sudden you wanted a career in music? I, I hold Madeline in very high regards. She is, uh, she is one of the most incredible people. Um, but she's also one of the most incredible talents that I've ever seen. And, and, and I just tried to uh, I just tried to you know you know be like her in in so many ways. Her work ethic was incredible. She wrote songs all the time. She she practiced her vocals. She did lessons. She did this. She did that. She practiced this. Practiced that. And I was just blown away. So to have somebody and she's younger than me too, which is crazy. But to have somebody like her that has all of the things, um, it, it was it was it was fantastic. I got a chance to you know to see a career being formed and being built in real time. And it was her hard work that did it. It was, and that's, 
that's one thing that I really took from her was was uh, was that also we used to work at Cactus Club together and uh, she got me a job there. So I'll never forget. B, let me tell you, I'll never forget. She sat me down and said, I said, if there's any advice you could give me, like, help me, you know, help a brother out. And she sat me down and said, Jojo, I'm going to tell you one thing. I said, Ooh, OK, she said, I'm going to tell you one thing. The fans and the people listening to your music and listening to your interviews and following you they will be the first ones to call you out if you try to be something you're not. I was like, huh, okay. And that, that's always stuck with me. I always tell that story. And, 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 and since then, I have been unapologetically myself in, in every single way, or at least I try to be anyways, um, unapologetically myself. And, and there's only one way to be. And I just hope that if I was gonna do that, and be that and be who I want to be and be who I think I, I am and who I feel I, sh I, I am. Um, I was just hoping people, you know, people accepted me and be so far so good. <laughs> you know? That's really interesting because yeah, going into a career, a lot of musicians have had their entire lives of wanting to be a musician to sort of develop who they are and find out who they are as a musician. But for you coming in so late, it'd be very easy to come in and try and be like everybody else so that you can find success. It must've been very scary to come in and realize you sort of had to open yourself up and give yourself over to the fans. Well, the thing is, it's, it's, it, it, for me, it wasn't as easy as you might, it wasn't as hard as you might think. Um, I grew up very like open. Right. I, I don't hide anything. I don't have, you know, skeletons in my a ton of skeletons in my closet. I'm I'm a very like, I don't know, very open person. If you if you ask me anything about me, I'll tell you, I'm not I'm not scared to hide anything, but I've always been like that. So for me, coming into something like this, um, it, it wasn't it was a smooth transition. You know, people ask me questions and I, I, I it was easy for me. I, I love to open up and I love to, you know, I love to make people feel like we are friends, you know, and that's, that's what my whole game has always been is I just want to make as many friends as I can, you know, and impact as many lives as I can. And whatever capacity that may be is how I want to be, man. That's, that's my goals in life. And that's who I am. So the transition to, to opening myself up and being me, it wasn't really that hard. And I've always, you know, you could call me anything. You could, you could, you could say anything to me. If you don't like me, that's fine. I'm okay. I, I got, I got my team with me. So it's all good for me always. And growing up with so many musical influences and influenced by so many genres, when it came time to sort of start chasing this career of being a musician, what was it about country music that drew you into it rather than going another direction? Storytelling, the family vibes. I've never heard I, I've, I've watched interviews. I watched, you know, the, the, the country music awards, the CCMAs, the British Columbia music awards, like the whole, everybody's, everybody is all in it for each other. You know, as competitive as it is, the support is incredible. The love is incredible. And, and that was one of the things that really drew me to it. I'll tell you, my first trip down to Nashville was 2000 and, 15 early yeah. 2015 april 2015 
April. Thank you. Um, <laughs> my very, that was my very first trip. And, and I got a chance to go see some, you know, some, some decorated writers in one of those writer circles, one of those writers rounds. So I had these guys all sitting up in front of me and, and I'm sitting there, there's tons of people in the crowd and I'm listening to this one guy speak. And, and, and he said, before he sang one of his Keith Urban cuts that he, you know, number one hits that he had written for <laughs> Keith Urban or something like that. He was saying, and I always tell this story. I always tell this story is, is cause it meant so much to me was he, uh, he, he sat up on the stage and he said, the thing I love about country music and the thing I will always love about country music is that we are all in it for each other. It's very competitive. Yes. But my successes, and he points to the guy next to him, are his successes because we're friends and we can, we're in the same circle. And if I get an opportunity, I'm going to bring everybody with me. And, and, and I want, I, I, he said, he said, everybody is, what did he, how did he say? He said, he said, as, yeah, he said, as competitive as it is, we're all in it for each other. And that really struck me, man, was like, the, the competition is always fierce in everything that you do. It has to be. But there's always food on the table for everybody to eat. There's always room. There's always room at the table for everybody to sit down. And, 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 and that's something that I, I really gravitated towards. It really, really solidified my love for, for the genre. And, and for country music, you just as a whole, you know? And that's what I was going to ask you about the uh, CCMAs, because with those, you went as a fan in 2015. Yeah. You took part in 2016. That's you right. were nominated and presented in 2017. That's and right. you performed in 2020. That's and right. <laughs> so what does that event mean in just showing you that you are a part of that community? and giving you those positive vibes it means that the it means that we're doing something right you know it means that the work that we've put in and that i've put in is 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 actually paying off it means that we're the things that we are doing is working um in 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 every way right like if the i wouldn't be nominated if the music wasn't good i wouldn't be i wouldn't be getting opportunities if I was an asshole, you know what I mean? So the things that I want to be and the things that I want to accomplish in this, in this industry is, 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 is slowly starting to happen. But also for me, it's really nice to know that I, you know, I found something that I really, really love and, and, and that it's being noticed and appreciated. And, and, you know, again, I don't need a ton of validation, but it's nice to see once in a while that, you know, the fruits of our labor is, is, is coming to fruition and starting to pay off. So it just means that we're doing something right. And, and I'm so proud of myself and the man that I'm turning into and, and my team at, at 604 and, and my PR team that still pumps my tires and red umbrella and, 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 and my managers, Jenna and Kelly, like, the, the, the team that I have is, is absolutely incredible. And it's taken a long time for us to build what we have, but I'm very, very proud, man. And I know that it's only going to keep getting bigger and better. I see it every day. I take 10 minutes every single day and I visualize where we're going. And, and, and I can't wait to go there with my team to keep ticking things off my, my bucket list, man. And, and it's, it's pretty incredible, man. The CCMAs are, it's a magical place. I'll tell you. <laughs> And with that bucket list, 
Now you had success right off the start. Your first three singles went top 10 on Canadian radio. Now, when you have that much success right off the start, do you like, is it a trap almost where all of a sudden you're now thinking, well, I've had that success. So I should have that success now moving forward on everything I do. It's, it's easy to get lost in that, right? It's easy to get lost in that. And that's, and I did, I'm not going to lie to you. I absolutely did. I, it started out too easy. But me knowing who I am and, and, and how I was raised and knowing who my parents are, I, I had this in my mind that like soon was about to go down. Um, and, 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 it, and it did. And it did, right? When, you, when you're up here and you feel like you're on top of the world, you know, it takes a lot to stay there. And it's, it's inevitable that eventually you're going to have to start coming back down. And, and, and I wouldn't appreciate where I'm at now, if it hadn't been for those heartbreaks on the way down, you know, um, and there were, there were a lot of them. There were, there were quite a few of them and it just started out, it started out too easy. And I knew, but I knew something, you know, something had to give and, and it did, but I wouldn't change anything. You know what I mean? I wouldn't trade anything for, wouldn't trade anything that I've been through for the world because it, again, it, it made me appreciate where I'm going. It made me realize how hard I have to work, the people I have to trust, the, 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 the amount of time and effort that goes into this. And, and I wouldn't have realized that if I hadn't have gone through that heartbreak. I always say, man, you never waste a tragedy. And, 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 and so I didn't. We, we, we built this right back up to where, to where we are now. And, and it's hot for me anyways, I feel it's hotter than ever, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you, you mentioned it when you hit rock bottom, it was because hockey ended and your identity was basically shattered. Now, as a musician now, of course, that's how everyone knows you, but is it important not personally to tie yourself into that just in case on the off chance, this goes away tomorrow that you don't say, well, what am I now? If I'm not a musician, then what am I? Do you have to make sure you, you don't get mixed up in that again? No, I don't. I, I'm very confident in the man that I am. And the, like I said, the things that I've been through, um, the things that I've been through have, have shaped in me and prepared me for, for anything and everything. And Again, man, I, one of the things I realized when I was in my dark days was you can't go through life by yourself. You can't do it alone. And so what I have done is I've created my very, very tight knit circle and my support system around me. So if by chance it does go away tomorrow, I'm going to be just fine. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but there's no questions. That, you know, I'm a hustler, man. That's what my daddy taught me. I'm a, I'll never quit working. I'm working two jobs. I'm working two jobs on the side anyways. You know what I mean? And, and I'm, I'm a hustler, man. And that's, that's what it is. So you, if it, if it goes away tomorrow, your boy's going to be just fine. However, it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, so we exactly. For that. We don't need to prepare for that. <laughs> no, I don't need to worry about that. Um, now you have the new single. How important was it to hit the ground hard with a new single, a positive, upbeat song that was going to get you moving in the right direction? What was nice about this one was that it, it, it really, it, I, I, God, I wish I could read this text message to you. Um, but my buddy Brody in Winnipeg sent me a, a really nice note. It was just like, man, it's nice to hear 
Jojo again, you know, and find Jojo's sound again. And, and, and it was, it was, it was really nice to hear that, man. So to, to, for me, I'm a very positive guy. I like to live my life like that for the most part. And, 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 and I'm all about good vibes and giving people hugs and, you know, bringing people into my living room when they talk to me, you know what I'm saying? I, I, that's, that's how I want everybody in, in every interaction that I have. So to come out, come out the gate, the way that we did with this song, that's how I, that's how I feel. I feel like, I, you know, you listen to it. I feel like I'm bringing you into, into, into who I am a little bit and all good vibes, man. All good vibes, all love and, you know, big old hugs. That's it. And now that things are opening up a little bit, there's outdoor shows happening. So obviously you want to get on stage as much as possible, but are you also in the works of new music and possibly a new EP coming later this year or, or next year? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are, man. We, uh, we've got some, some, some songs recorded and, and again, the, the, as a musician and, and taking this path now, one of the things that I always want to continue to do is, is evolve as an artist, evolve as a, as a, as a musician. Right. And, and I feel like with these songs that we got coming out, I really think that we captured that. I think we took all of our, all of our, you know, all of our old stuff that we have done and taking this one to the next level. And I didn't think it was possible because I fell in love with all the songs that we have done in our last EP, me and Scotty Chops. And, and I fell in love with all of that. And I, I keep saying, man, like, I can't believe we topped it, you know? So, yes, we got new music in the works. It's it's all kinds of cool. Um, I, again, man, I just hope y'all enjoy it. It's coming soon. I can't tell you when, but it's wow. coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we will look forward to it. Uh, thank you for taking the time. I really yeah. appreciate it. Dude, it's my pleasure, man. Anytime you need me, you holler at your boy. Thank you once again so much for listening. And thank you to Jojo for stopping by and sharing his story. Be sure to check out his new single, Broken Umbrella, wherever you stream your music. And keep your eye out for more new music coming either later this year or hopefully early next year. Please also be sure to like, share, follow, subscribe to us wherever you are listening. Leave a review, a rating, tell your friends, your family, your neighbors to come on by and have a listen. That support is huge. Thanks once again for listening and we'll see you next time on Country Music Made Me. Mm-hmm.